Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. We'd like to invite or uh, introduce Ross McQuivy. I appreciate you coming and sharing your story. Thank you, Earl. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Now, you were actually born in the church. I was. So tell us a little bit about life as a, in the McQuivy family. Yeah, absolutely. So I was born and raised in, here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Wow. And uh, yeah. um, uh, kind of went to Highland High School. So oh, wow. uh, kind of throughout my life, I uh, was, was involved very, very early on in the church. Um, yeah. Uh, my family was uh, very involved. My father was uh, either an elders quorum president or a high quorum president, high priest, um, yeah. or high priest, uh, yeah. high priest president. And uh, so I kind of grew up uh, in that uh, in that Mormon religion. <laughs> yeah, just went to church every. That's week just what was expected. expected yeah. yeah, yeah, and I really didn't have much exposure to anything outside of the church. Of course, you know, growing up in the '70s in Salt Lake, there wasn't yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of diversity, um, and so I just took it as, "Hey, this is what mom and dad do, so this is what I'm going to do." Uh, not really ever feeling the spirit move me, um, and, and feeling that sort of internal drive to to you know, reach out to my Savior. So. Yeah, it's an interesting concept of, uh, of what we experience in Mormonism, isn't yeah. it? And then, of course, as a Christian. Yeah. <clears throat> so did you, you went to primary and Sunday school? And I did, I did. Priesthood and all that Man, stuff? Many a times it was not out of choice, but out of my parents expecting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did get involved, uh, you know, in the Aaronic Priesthood. I was uh, deacons uh, and teachers, um, uh, presidents and leaders in, in, in those uh, settings. Um, was enrolled in seminary, didn't find my way there too many, too times, many times, but <laughs> kind of had a, uh, a, a fair uh, had few, the release few years. time, though. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay. um, so. Well, did you, would you say you had a testimony? I mean, I, it sounds like you were kind of expected to be there and expected yeah. to have a testimony. You probably got baptized at eight, right? Correct, I did. Yeah, Earl, so my, did my experience was my testimony was sort of, um, it was almost uh, spoon-fed to me. Yeah. Um, I had a testimony uh because that's what I was told when I was very young, that I, I believe that this is the only true church, and I believe in Joseph Smith, and I believe in whoever the prophet was at the time. Yeah. And as I said, it really wasn't an internal thing. It was sort of, this is what I've been told. This is what I'm mimicking other people that I see and do that I respect. Yeah. That's what they do, so that's what I have to do. Do you think that's really the format of raising children in the church? I mean, is it kind of the... And then eventually we expect that you'll gain a testimony. Right. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I, that's my perspective. You'll, you'll see it and yep. understand it. Yep. But then people end up, a lot of people do fall away, yes. actually, when they leave, even leave home or yeah. go into college. Or yep. we've even had some on their missions that Correct. find out the truth about things Correct. and question it and stuff. Yep. But, well, so that's interesting. So uh, what happens at... Uh, 
in your high school, I guess, again, seminary, you took a little bit of that, and then what happens after yeah. high school? Yeah, so then I had the opportunity to uh, attend college outside of the state, um, mm. was offered an athletic uh, football scholarship, and so took the opportunity to wow. uh, uh, go to Stanford University, and there, uh, very different than Salt Lake City, I was yeah, exposed to many different religions, and it really was the first time that I had Christians sort of question me and question my beliefs and ask me um, why I thought things that I did and why I believed that I, you know, did I think I was a Christian and what, were, what was my perspective? And that was the first time I'd ever been exposed to any of that. And was that one, a little unsettling? It was, because yeah. I was very unprepared. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to answer it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I kind of went through what, what I like to call my typical wild and crazy days, and, yeah. and I really was lost for a time. And, and I stopped being involved in the church activities um, mainly because I didn't have mom and dad waking me up on Sunday saying, hey, you need to go to this meeting. Uh, I was on my own, and it was a decision that I had made that I didn't want to attend. Um, and so I kind of went through that process and, yeah. and fell away uh, for a period of time. Yeah. Um, so. And was that, uh, did that last very long or was that just the time during college? It really was about two years and then I ended up meeting uh, what would become my, my wife uh, who was, very, uh, was active uh, Mormon mm. gal and she made it clear to me from the beginning that she wasn't interested in dating someone who was not an active <laughs> LDS member. Wanted to get married in the temple yep. I imagine. Absolutely yeah. okay. and this was, this was uh, sort of my motivating factor to get back into it. Uh, okay. Again, not internal. It wasn't something that was I, was driven by me. It was driven by, hey, this is a girl I really like. <laughs> I think I love and I, I think I want to marry. So I need to begin jumping through these hoops to fulfill whatever requirements I need to so I can get yeah. married in the temple. And in the meantime, it was pleasing to my parents. It was pleasing to oh, my I mom. I imagine they were thrilled. And so that yeah. was sort of, that was the only sort of internal uh, reward or feedback that I was getting at yeah, that point. And you probably felt like, at least at that point, that it was the right thing sure. to do because you'd been raised yep. and it, it all felt normal and yep. this was the next thing in life. To, yep. So you get married in the temple. I did. I and, did. You know, how was that experience? Um, it, it was awkward. Um, was it? It was. Uh, and, you know, to be honest, my, my father warned me the night before. He said, you know, when I went through the temple, it, it's, a, it's a different experience. Um, and I didn't quite know what he meant. He didn't go into details, but I'll tell you. Yeah, he can't uh, say anything, right? Right. But when I walked out of there, I, I mean, it, it seemed almost cultish. It, it was very, it was a strange, oh, um, the, the uh, sort of the protocol and the things that you do and say just didn't strike me as spiritual. It struck me as... Um, very much like a cult, cult. Yeah. Um, and so I was not, um, I was not moved again spiritually. Um, <laughs> you didn't feel but it was the role, God necessarily. No, absolutely like not. Yeah. No, but it was the role I was fulfilling. So I jumped through the hoops, but after that, I didn't really spend much time yeah. uh, going back to the temple. It wasn't an experience I wanted to do again, and uh, you know, for a period of time, I was involved in church. Uh, in fact, at one point I was asked to teach the seminary uh, oh. in Palo Alto, really? um, but I just, 
I had to tell them that you know I wasn't in a position uh, yeah. and they'd want me to uh, do that. I think it was kind of their way of keeping me involved because sure. they saw me kind of questioning things and yeah. moving away and they try to keep you involved as much as they well, can. Well, and I would see you with your athletic and everything sure. else. Your, your, your image, obviously, yeah. uh, would attract. They'd want you to be a, a good example to the right. youth, I'm sure. Right. So give, give them a chance to see what can happen if you really live the gospel right. right. And right. How'd your wife feel about the temple? Did she, uh, did you talk about it with we her? We did. We did. We talked a bit. Um, you know, she, uh, she is uh, to me uh, the prototypical uh, LDS girl. I mean, she just she's going to do it whether it feels right or not. That's what you're expected With, to do. Again, without question. Yeah, um, and and we talked about it a bit, and there, and there were some deep discussions. And she was like, "Look, this is this is what we're expected to do, and and you you follow in, in you know in in this path, and yeah. and this is what uh, this is what God expects, and." Um, I kind of had a difference of opinion, so. Yeah. Well, beyond that, did, yeah. what was your testimony like of the Book of Mormon and Joseph Smith? I mean, you'd gone through a little period of inactivity, right. but had you maintained a testimony of the of the church, the restoration, and right. all that stuff? Not really. I mean, I, I, I didn't delve very much into it. I mean, the, my perspective of, of, of the scriptures and things was sort of this... Uh, this old uh, old textbook that uh, I didn't have time to read because I was doing all these other things. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I really didn't develop my own sort of testimony and, and belief in the system. It was really, uh, to be honest, an outward appearance. It was, I, I wanted to look good for others. I didn't want anyone mm -hmm. to uh, think that I wasn't doing the right thing. Um, and so I just tried to put on that front, put on that happy face and... Uh, <laughs> And just uh, you know, make mom and make the wife and and neighbors and the bishop happy. Everybody you know? happy yeah. about uh, you. You're fulfilling a yep. role. Absolutely. Do you think there's much of that? Uh, what I guess really is a harsh word: hypocrisy or yeah. a, a, a very shallow kind of a sense of yeah. of commitment and all. But we yeah. still want to be seen well of other people. And yep. No so question. Do you think there's some of that? Uh, I do. And, you know, if you were to ask me then, I didn't recognize it. Oh, now, really? oh. years later, being able to look back in it and actually having found God and, and really, um, um, you know, finding my salvation through our Savior, <laughs> that's when it really looked back and I said, man, everything was, do, everything was done. Everything I did was for outward purpose. There was nothing that was inside, mm -hmm. nothing that was um, out of to glorify God. No. It was... It was, hey, I need to look good to others, yeah. um, and and you know, be a bit sh ashamed of <laughs> of my sinful nature. Right. Um, but don't let anyone know that I have that sinful nature. I've just got to have this front that you know I'm just the perfect person. Yeah. Um, albeit I knew that that wasn't the case. So. Well, even in the temple, our commitment is to build up the kingdom of yes. God here on the earth, the yeah. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. I mean, that's what the whole temple right. Other than the fact that we do this work of our own Correct. To, to be prepared to go th into the presence of God, but right. it's really our commitment is to the building up of the church. Yeah. And, and yep. that's, I don't know, I, I found that, I didn't understand that then either. Right. But, uh, so you like go on with life and you're active though. And so I, I was 
active for the first couple of years, and then I got into uh, graduate school, actually doing medical school back here uh, at mm. the University of Utah, mm. and, uh, and then got into residency, and, and during that time is when really my activity fell off significantly. Mm -hmm. um, part of it was just because I didn't have that testimony and I wasn't getting any sort of fulfillment from it. Yeah. The other thing was is my schedule was, was such that, that uh, you know, when I had time off, it wasn't going to be going and sitting in, in three hours of a church meeting I, I was going to take <laughs> take my own time so so how did um, your wife feel about all this um you know she she played the 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 good wife part i mean she continued to go and and uh kind of um use the use the excuse of you know he, he was up all night on call uh you know just unable to make it because he had a busy week um and uh you know she was uh she kind of played that role for me, <laughs> kind of covered for me yeah. uh, as as we went through that process. But it definitely put a strain on our marriage, and eventually, uh, eventually, we ended up getting divorced. Um, uh, and that was that was a main part of it. Wow. It's just our difference in. And you had a couple of children. We do. We have two daughters that are uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful girls, and and uh, <laughs> you know they. They've been, uh, they, they're caught up in that whole process. So, still still yeah. with mom and the They are. Yeah. They are. I'm happy to say that uh, you know, we, have a, we have a very good relationship, and my daughters, when they come, uh, they're very much involved in, in uh, Alpine Church, uh, the Christian church that I attend today in Layton, and, yeah. and uh, many conversations we have <laughs> about the differences. Yeah. Um, well, what was it that, besides just some of the, maybe inactivity and so yeah. on, but you certainly weren't being fulfilled. Correct. Uh, was there anything specific doctrinally that started questioning, you questioned or anything? You know, to be honest, not at the time. I mean, uh, and it's mainly because I just didn't spend the time looking at it. Um, Either pro or con. Maybe, pro or con. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, it just kind of was there. Now, the, my perspective has changed tremendously yeah, years later kind of what's happened then. yeah how did you get to this point so <laughs> really I became very lost and uh, God God was not in my life and um, oh. I really was struggling I went through the divorce I, I uh, started my career as a physician and found that um, I wasn't being fulfilled. I w it, life didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to, yeah. um, and so I, you know, I guess that you would say I hit rock bottom. I mean, I really was sort of lost a as to what I was going to do. And people from the outside looking at you would probably think he's got it all. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, and I tried to like a duck on water. You know, I tried to up above on the surface. I tried to, you know, give off that presence that all is well. Yeah. Um, but clearly underwater I was I was struggling I was paddling like crazy just to stay afloat <laughs> um, and uh, you know it really wasn't until uh, I met my uh, uh, my second wife my my current wife now that um, that I started to have some change but it took some time I Did mean uh, my wife is a is a lifetime Christian um, wow. born and raised in a kind of a Southern Baptist uh, you know from from <laughs> was Louisiana she, patient with you? <laughs> she was uh, you know God bless her she she was very patient with the process uh, um, and it she just continued to um, try to convince me that hey we need this in our family we need this with our daughters when we have our daughters we yeah. need to expose them to other things than than the LDS faith yeah. um, and then we have a son together and and you know we want to raise uh, raise our kids right um, 
And uh, really the process, uh, I hate to admit it, I'm ashamed to admit it, but it, it was all because of our location. It was, we were in Farmington, we were looking for a Christian church, or my wife was looking yeah. for a Christian church. Uh, we happened to come across uh, Alpine Church, and um, that's where my journey started. Uh, when I met the, the founding pastor, uh, Brian Dwyer. Tell us um, about that. What? Uh, you know, my first meeting, and... So growing up, my experience with church was you go to sacrament meeting, you sit down in the pews, and you go to sleep. Um, and I watched my dad do it. I watched my uncles do it. I watched everyone. So that's what I did. Either that or play with your little yeah. demon, <laughs> right. little, uh, yep. phones or something. Now. Exactly. Now, um, so I fully expected to go to Alpine Church and do the same thing, kind of just put my chin down and just... Let your wife just, worship and you'd Yep, be. <laughs> and I'd just be there as a good husband supporting. And uh, I couldn't do that. Um, Brian, he has a spirit about him um, that is incredible. Um, he is uh, incredibly intellectual. He is uh, um, just a great theologian. Uh, he's very, very uh, knowledgeable. And as I started to listen to him talk, I started questioning things. And he was a guy that I could go to and ask all those questions to and not feel judged. No fear or judge. None. Isn't None. that wonderful? Absolutely. And that was an experience that. I've never had before. Yeah. Um, you always felt, I, I always felt somewhat ashamed I that too. I didn't know these things and, you know, that I didn't understand this part. Um, and, and Brian was, it was so non-judgmental and as I as I started to grow in my faith and as I started to lean towards God this these chains came off <laughs> um, and that's the only way I can describe it the best way to describe it is I felt like when I was uh, when I was in the LDS faith there were chains put on me and I had to act the part and I was ashamed to approach God because I didn't live up to him and I was a sinner worthy. You I, worthy. I, uh, yep yeah. um, and I realized through Brian that none of us are worthy. We're all sinners. We're absolutely all sinners. Yeah. But God is an unbelievable loving God who paid the price for us. Paid all of our sins. And it's not about me bootstrapping or lifting myself up and doing all these great works to achieve something because I'll never achieve it. You know, our works are like rags. Yeah. There's nothing that I can do to help me reach that salvation. God did it for me. And that, that concept and that idea just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Did it really? It did. And, and it's and I, something real, isn't it? It is. And that's one thing that I think is. we want the LDS people or anyone yep. to know that it is something real. They, yep. should be, they should be wanting that for themselves. Absolutely. Because then, like you're saying, the chains are off. Yes. The, the burden is off the yes. shoulders. It's so freeing. I mean, my experience... My experience with church prior to becoming a Christian was it was something that you did. Um, had, had, to do. had to do. Yeah. And now you can't um, wait And to this go is probably. something that I absolutely enjoy. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, you know, when, when good things happened to me in years past, it was because, well, that's what I deserved and that's what I expected and that's what I earned because yeah. I work hard. Yeah. And when bad things happened, it was because God was punishing me. Well, guess what? Now I know everything that happens is God. God has a plan for me. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm so excited 
to share this with other people because it is such a freeing experience. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, I can't express to people enough just the love that God has for us. And he clearly proved that on the cross. And, and there's nothing that we can do um, to, to achieve that salvation. It's all what he's done for us. And I imagine you look back now and just see God's hand in your life. In just everything. In moving you this yep. way, that way, yep. and whatever. Yep. There was a plan. He, he had yeah. a plan. Um, and I'm sure I tried to steer off that plan several different times, but he just kept, you know, inching me along. Wow. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, praise God for his, for his love, his unending love. Well, this worship time that you have at Alpine, and yeah. we talked, we've talked to other guests about this, but there is, there, I know people have a hard time leaving the Mormon culture yeah. and social, yep. but there is a life there in is. the Christian world, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Fellowship and, and youth programs. and Absolutely. That's one thing I've been uh, so excited about, again, because I enjoy it, one, but two, there's so many opportunities. My wife and I hosted a Bible study at our home uh, for a couple of years, and it was just a wonderful experience to get to know people outside of that Sunday, that Sunday yeah. role. But not because um, you had to. No, but we absolutely enjoyed it, and we <laughs> yeah. are thrilled to do it. Yeah. Um, and we have a lot of uh, Mormon neighbors that will ask, and like, so what do you guys do? Man, you guys do a lot of parties. You have, you know, and when we started telling them we were doing a Bible study, <laughs> it was like, well, do you have to Bible? do that? Do you, <laughs> oh. you know, were you called to that? It's like, absolutely not. This is something that we called? want to do. So yeah. Mormon, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they were shocked, you know, that, that we were doing it by choice yeah. um, and that we actually enjoy doing it. Yeah. So a lot of great opportunities. So the worship, um, it, it's a different uh, you know, the first first little bit is a different experience yeah. um, than just the organ playing. Sure, sure. Um, but but it's now all I've God. now I've grown to love it. Yeah. I love worship. I absolutely love worship, oh, and I'm a terrible too. singer. So, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but to praise God and amen. to lift your voice to Him yep. and to know that uh, there's no judging going yep. on or anything else. Yep. Oh, well, that's just wonderful. Well, what uh, I know you've kind of said it, but what does Jesus mean to you now compared yeah. to? As a Mormon. Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is, is just relying on Him and realizing that it's not something that I'm going to do, no matter how hard I try. Yeah. It's not something that I'm going to do to achieve my salvation. I can't, there's no amount of work that I can do that would ever be enough. Um, and to me, that's almost a, it's almost a slap in the face of our Savior to think that we're good enough to do something. To earn our own salvation. When He did it for us, yeah. you know? And so, uh, to me, I just, the way I think about it is our, our Lord came here, uh, led the perfect life, and died on the cross for all of our sins. And it's almost a, well, that's just not quite good enough because yeah. I'm going to do all these works to achieve this salvation. And that, it's, it's almost em embarrassing for me to look back and think that I actually believed that. Um, Hook, line, and sinker, didn't possible. you? And, Absolutely. And have you been able to share any of this with family? I have. You know, all my family is still uh, active LDS uh, family uh, uh, members. But yeah. um, you know what? What they have seen in the transition in my life, um, I think, has been a real blessing for them. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm. I'm hopeful that God will continue to help me speak with them and and just try to try to you know lift the 
you know, lift the blinds a little bit Take the, and yeah, let them see that. See. Mm. Um, I think they've, they see the freedom. Um, yeah. And I think there's some of my siblings who are maybe almost jealous of that freedom, but they're so caught up in that culture yeah. that it's But you're hard not to get out away. there doing anything you want. Right. You don't have free license to right. just go sin. You're being a, Absolutely. a good person and yeah. following good morals and yep. everything else. But yeah, and I think that's a common. That's a misunderstanding. It is. You know, oh, so you're a born again Christian, so you can do anything you want. And as long as you say that, you know, the Lord is your Savior, you're going to be saved. Well, that's not truly taking God in your heart. If you truly accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you're going to do things to show Him Please your him. appreciation. Yeah. Not to achieve salvation, but to, to, uh, to show uh, appreciation or show yeah, thanks, so thanks for, for that. that gift. Yeah. So... Um, and they've seen it. And I'm, I'm, you know what? One of the proudest moments in my life was my mom and my sister telling me that my wife, who is a Christian, never been a Mormon, yeah. not from Utah, <laughs> is the most Christ-like person they've ever met. Oh, isn't that neat? And that, that was an incredible, of, incredible uh, maybe a statement from them. softening of the heart yeah. there. And, yep. Uh, well, I wish that all of our LDS family and friends could could have that moment because it is real yep. to, to be able to be a new, become a new creature to yep. see things differently. I mean, the Bible means so much more now yes. than it ever did. And yeah. in fact, as an LDS, we don't even trust it no. very much, right. a little bit, yep. but not much. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I never read the Bible. Uh, not once. I mean, of course <laughs> there were a couple of times I've tried. Um, I'm happy to say I've gone through the New Testament twice. I'm working on the Old Testament, and and trying to learn as much as you can. And you can't get so enough there. of it. You can't. There's so much there. Oh, so. well, praise God. I just uh, I think you've done a uh, you've given us a wonderful story, and you've got just about 30 seconds. What would you tell the LDS? <laughs> you kind of shared. Well, I would just I would just say, uh, you know, God has done it for us. Uh, he is our Lord and Savior, and uh, there's no amount of work that that uh, that you can do. To save yourself, um, uh, <laughs> Christ is is the Almighty, um, and uh, it is such a freeing experience to realize that and put all of your uh, concern, all of your guilt, um, and all of those uh, those things that hold you back to put that on God's shoulders because He's the only one that's strong enough to carry it, and we don't need to carry it. Um, oh, Ross, thanks so, so much. Thank you, Earl. A pleasure. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for sharing your story. Well, we appreciate you watching. We'll see you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.